Because we're just about five days away from getting Pottermore, or is it more Potter? This is MuggleCast episode 231 for June 18th, 2011. This week's episode of MuggleCast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash MuggleCast. And by Hypable.com, a MuggleNet for the rest of the fandoms in the world and created by MuggleNet staff, Visit Hypable.com for thorough and up-to-the-minute coverage around The Hunger Games, Glee, Doctor Who, The Hobbit, and many more. That's Hypable.com. H-Y-P-A-B-L-E.com. Welcome to MuggleCast, episode 231. It is a big, big episode. I think it's fair to say this may be one of the biggest episodes... Um, We've done it a long time, and to talk about the news that's been going on over the past couple of weeks, we have here Micah, Eric, Matt, and of course, your fantastic host, me! Yay! And uh, we're we're not doing chapter by chapter this week, because like I said, there's a lot of news, there's too much news, and uh, this episode may be, you know, close to two hours. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Even without chapter by chapter. So, uh, I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Micah Tannenbaum. And I'm Matthew Britton. Micah, what is in the news this week? Not a thing. Not a thing? <laughs> then we should have had chapter by chapter. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get it's, emails. It's been a, uh, a very busy news week. Let's, let's start with the mysterious Pottermore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Andrew, you were involved in, in this whole process of revealing the name and, uh, tell us a little bit about it. I mean, it, what you okay. can obviously and, and how it all came about. Yeah. I'll run through what happens ba- or what, what's happened over the past week. Basically, uh, JK Rowling, this new project, she has Pottermore, uh, clearly she wanted to get the fan sites involved. So. On Tuesday of this past week, um, multiple fan sites uh, each had a coordinate for fans to punch into a map. And when you punched in the coordinates, you know, like you're a little hacker, you punch in these GPS coordinates, it it brings you to a location important to Joe slash the Harry Potter world. And you, you go into Street View and you could see a giant letter there. Now, it's not actually there. It was virtually inserted. So anyway, there were 10 of these coordinates made up 10 letters. People slowly got each letter. They weren't in order. You had to put them together yourself. Uh, and they revealed the name of this project called Pottermore. And I mean, fans were really excited. Then the next day, all the fan sites, as well as a lot of official sites, such as uh, Bloomsbury, Scholastic, uh, the official Harry Potter movie website, and a bunch of Harry Potter fan sites, all added these banners that say, The Owls Are Gathering. And you can click them, you can click the banner, and it brings you to a YouTube page, which is counting down to June 23rd, where J.K. Rowling will be making a momentous announcement on YouTube. 
And if, if you notice, these banners are, guys are really clever because more and more owls are showing up by the day on the <laughs> banner. <laughs> it's kind Who's of a, cleaning uh, up after them. Yeah, that's a real question. You never see uh, under the tree. Oh no, you see the poop. It's showing up on the Mugglenet design oh, right no. below. Oh, and, and you can like mouse over it, and what will happen? Well, Mike, uh, you, you sweep it up. You know those guys oh. who who stole the the Harry Potter books and leaked them early in in past years. You know, at gunpoint and stuff. I bet there uh, there there's community services. They have to clean up after those owls. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They. <laughs> it's kind of a fitting so, punishment. The fan sites have worked. Uh, one representative from. Uh, multiple fan sites has worked with J.K. Rowling's people on putting this together. Um, I was lucky enough to represent Mugglenet. I did get a sneak preview of Pottermore. Obviously, I can't say what it is, and I hate being that guy who's like, I know what it is, but I'm not telling you. So, I will say, <laughs> it is really cool, and na 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 no, just kidding. <laughs> I want to hear the theories... From you guys, obviously everybody's trying to speculate. What the hell is J.K. Rowling announcing? I got to say, the name is awesome because people love hearing Pottermore, more Potter. Like that's what they want to hear well, right now. Is it Pottermore when... or is it more Potter? It's, no, it is Pottermore. It's obviously, it's Pottermore. So that's what does that mean? What is Pottermore? But technically speaking, that's more Potter. So it's not right. more Potter though. Yeah. It's Pottermore. Well. <laughs> I keep, I keep I, for some reason I keep connecting Pottermore with Paramore. Yes, and I hate that. Somebody said that to me the other day, and now all I think of is Do whatever makes you pray. So how about this title for for J.K. Rowling's next project? This is the next project. This is the next thing she's doing since completing the Harry Potter books. Pottermore. What's and when you think about it, it comes at such a good time when Warner Brothers, the three words, the four words coming out of their mouth is, it all ends here. <laughs> and sometimes just, it all ends. <laughs> right, right. You know, <clears throat> yeah. And J.K. Rowling so, turns around and says, well, not really. Yeah, right, right. Warner Brothers is like, come on. Yeah. We're trying to market the end here and you're saying there's yeah, more. Well, what did you guys think <laughs> about that, though? I mean, she makes this huge announcement right before the film comes out. Isn't she taking away from it a little bit or do you think she's adding no. to it? No. Well, the announcement is that, that there's going to be an announcement, you know, at this point. You know, it's so weird. People are saying JKR announces Pottermore, da, 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 but we actually haven't heard from her. You know, the fan sites, we dealt with JKR's people, you know, doing these coordinates. We still don't, we still actually haven't heard from Joe. She hasn't tweeted for the seventh time on her Twitter. She actually created a brand new, there's a, there's a Pottermore Twitter to handle Pottermore stuff. So, you know, I, I just, we haven't heard from Joe yet. I'm, I'm itching to actually hear what she has to say about this. I can't wait for the announcement. So, Micah, what do you, speculate Pottermore could be? Well, I would think that it has some tie to the encyclopedia because that's the only thing that we know that she's going to be working on that is related to Potter. That's definite. She has stated that she would do an encyclopedia at some point in the future. So I'm not sure how it ties in or you know if there's more to it, but I do think it has something to do with the encyclopedia. How about you, Eric? Well, we can we can we can assume that it does have to do with Harry Potter, right? Because it's called Pottermore, yes. obviously. <laughs> so, I I just I don't know. It's uh I don't know what it's going to be. It's 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 online. Whatever it is, it's online. And I think Andrew, even in your post, you said it's not a new Harry Potter book. This announcement right. is not a new Harry Potter book. So it's something online, and you know I just feel like it's going to be uh either a resource or 
just a, a really cool place, uh, you know, with, with, with content from Joe. Like an online, uh, somehow she's gonna work, you know, a way into releasing, providing new content, much like she used to do on her own website. But it'll be themed and it will have, you know, certain, uh, rules to it. And, and maybe it'll be like an online, uh, community. Because just looking at the logo that was released on, I think it's the YouTube channel, uh, you know, it, it looks kind of, I don't want to say cartoony, but it looks like it's, it's, it's supposed to be something that's inviting a lot of people to come partake in this, in this experience. This is what I gathered from it. So I think it'll be an online, um, like a place where Harry Potter fans can gather and there will be new directly from Joe Potter content. How about you, Matt? It has, I mean, all, all I really know is that it has to be a companion to the original series because I, I, I see, I don't, I, I don't really know because the name really throws me off because to be honest, it's a weird name. Yeah. It's a weird title for anything. Yeah. Potter Moore. And this is so, th- this is the woman who gave us Xenophilius Lovegood, Rufus Scrimgeour, Daedalus yeah. Diggle. I mean, t- our other names that she pulled out of a hat for crying out loud. Pottermore? Yeah. I'm not sold on it. Sorry, man. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I keep thinking either Paramore or The Raven with Nevermore. Never, you know? never. <laughs> so I think, I, I think you're right, Eric. It probably will be something online because the fact is, is that she that she made Pottermore one word together, so it would be easy to put on a website or something. It's just to think of it as as a, I really hope it's not an encyclopedia because I want like a ten word title for the encyclopedia, like the 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 realization that the Harry Potter world is over. Companion, the encyclopedia of Harry Potter, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Instead of Pottermore. Yeah. Well, Pottermore th- is like just one word, nice and simple, so it seems like it would be easy to put on a website. Well, I've always argued too, look, there is an online encyclopedia for Harry Potter. It's called the Lexicon. Like, <laughs> I, and, and, well, what it is though, it's a summary of, or it's a, it's, it's, you know, all the facts that exist in the already existing Harry Potter books are compiled. And. Well, Eric, do you think that it might be a social network though? Well, it, That's it could the thing. be. I mean, a, a lot of people are, a lot of people have thought they were really clever by digging up the trademark. And, uh, one of the things that the trademark for Pottermore covers is, you know, some legal, some legal verbiage like, you know, a computer to computer social network, blah, 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 blah. And everybody was like, Oh, it must mean it's a social network. Well, what does it no. say? What does it say specifically? What's the trademark? But do, but do you think people will actually like, do you think it'll, if it was a social network, do you really think it'll stand on its own and last? I mean, we've seen a lot of well, these, these, yeah. these kind of things. But it's and coming from it, Joe. It, it's coming from Joe. Okay. But then that, but, but if it, it does, even if it did come from Joe, only like the hardcore Harry Potter fans will go on it. I'll be, a, I'll be the pessimist. I'll be the pessimist. I'll say no, it wouldn't last. I don't think so. And because you're going to have to be providing content to it. On such a regular basis. And I don't know, maybe it's something where she consistently releases information about the Potter series over a period of time. But even then, how long can that go on for? Unless well, it's I already pre-programmed into the site to release at certain dates. That's the thing. The, the, wasn't Pottermore, uh, the trademark was trademarked like three years ago. 
wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was like I in mean, 2008. That name. Yeah, so, so she was set on that name So for, for very long. She must really like it. Well, the other thing is we don't know what it's for. So I hope the name, final thing about the name for me, I, I hope it fits the content. You know, I'm sure it will. Mm-hmm. Obviously it will. Because <laughs> I she has she, she did. She did announce that's going to be just as good as a new book. Well, was that J.K. Rowling or Andrew Sims? Which one said it was going to be just as good? That the 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 news post that was made on Mugglenet and multiple fan sites was the verbiage that J.K. Rowling's people wanted us to use. Exactly, wow. we couldn't change it. So, so just as exciting, just as exciting as it's not a book, but we believe it to be just as exciting. Well, the, hang on, the trademark, well, by the way, just yeah. to throw it out there, uh, is quote. Providing multiple user access to a global computer information network, online chat rooms, and electronic bulletin boards for transmission of messages among users in the field of general interest and online facilities for real-time interaction with other computer users concerning topics of general interest. So it's a very broad statement. Hmm. I, I hear forums. I hear you know chat rooms. I hear... Oh, um, maybe not. online, like, uh, MuggleNet Interactive or Leaky. Leaky has an interactive, don't they? Where you, like, go and buy spells and stuff. You know, I hear all that stuff in that trademark, but. I really hope it's not because, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad idea at, at all. I'm just saying to say it's just as exciting as a new book. Well, what, <laughs> you don't what, think can, a chat can, room's can, just as exciting as a new book? No, because there's a million chat rooms. But it's there's Joe. more than a million. It's Joe. Most chat rooms have it's creepers Joe. in it. Maybe there are anti-creeper charms placed on this, Wh- this site. What if, well, what if Joe announces she's going to be in the chat room 24-7? Would that be <laughs> an exciting development? Before we continue with today's episode of MuggleCast, we'd like to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their great service. One audiobook to consider is The Hunger Games, the first in a trilogy of the same name. The series is hotter than ever right now because filming for the movie adaptation recently got underway. It's one book and film series you are not going to want to miss. So, for a free audiobook of your choice, such as The Hunger Games, go to audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast. Well, what could, could anything be as exciting as a Harry Potter book? Let's be realistic. That's a good I mean, question. That's yeah. a good question. What can be as exciting as a new Harry Potter book, other than another Harry Potter book? Well, I think a good um, gauge on the interest in, in this is by looking at the Twitter and YouTube numbers for the respective you know, Pottermore channels. On Twitter, there are 60,000 followers already, and that's in about five days, four or five days. And, um, the YouTube has over a million views. Keep in mind, there's not even a video on it yet. It has a million views, and it's already getting a lot of honors on YouTube. It's the most subscribed all time in the <laughs> United Kingdom for, for the week. You know, it, yeah. it, it now has 28,000 subscribers. Is that a good, Number, I mean, I guess it's good without actually hearing an announcement from Joe yet. So the first thing, it is good because people don't know what it is and they're still clicking onto it. So that's, 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 uh, the popularity that it's gotten because of her name, you know, or because of our passion more specifically. Um, but it's also, you know, that's the one thing about doing a web, uh, project and not a book project. What about the disadvantaged children who don't have internet? 
you know. Oh, that's true. How that's are they true. going to? I'm not. You know, I feel bad for the disadvantaged children. No, but, that's a great point. If you no, want to reach as many people as possible, you you put out a book. It's it's right. what made the book so successful. If J.K. Rowling did online books back in you know 2000, it wouldn't have worked out right. as well. Well, she wants to reach out the same the same fan base that read her books. Therefore, it's people who love to read books. So, so it has. I mean, you, it, it, it would. I would hope that she would put into consideration, you know, encompassing that part of her fandom is the ones who read the books. The most. And a book is something you can read at the beach, you know. Um, this. Well, this I could w- do that with my Kindle too. <laughs> Maybe it's a the new Kindle. version of an well, e-reader. That's the thing. Okay, so look with the Kindle. Okay, the uh, J.K. Rowling's last project which was Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, came out four summers ago and was number one highest selling on Amazon mm-hmm. until for like 50, 150 weeks until it was replaced by the Kindle, um, you know, ebook reader. Top selling item on Amazon, item yeah, it was Harry Potter. Until for for years, until the Kindle. Right. And so, you know, we live in a world now where four years later, Borders is closing. All of its stores, most of its stores, borders closing, bookstores are failing. The only person, the 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 white knight who could save them, J.K. Rowling, whose books are guaranteed to sell, is is you know the person whose books are guaranteed to sell chooses to do a web format instead of a new Harry Potter book. Uh, you know, is she contributing to the decline of the book? Now, in fairness, it hasn't been announced what exactly this is, so. Nobody knows. Well, it has. Aside from you, <laughs> but you said it's not a book. And several said, other webmasters. I'm, and, I'm trying to word this properly. It hasn't been announced whether or not it. She okay. She, okay, fair enough. She says it's not a book, but we don't know for sure if it's just online or what exactly it is. So just keep that in mind while you're while you're putting down Joe. Well, if it's not, uh, not online, I, know, I don't Joe. mean. To- I don't why to put why her is down. there a website registered? Why why is there a Twitter account? A Twitter, uh, and you know she doesn't well, use Twitter for her. If if it wasn't a project she would work on, she's not going to use Twitter. And you know we know she doesn't that even use her own Twitter. Yeah, but she who's to use say Potter Pottermore just, just isn't an informational site? You know, just like HarryPotter.com is an informational site for the movies. No, JKRowling.com was supposed to be an information site, and she put fun into it. Uh, because, yeah. you know, right. it used to be an, an information site and she made it more fun. Anything I, about information I want as an encyclopedia. I want it, I want it physically in my hand. So, so is Pottermore, will Pottermore extend the life of the Harry Potter fandom? I know it's early to say because we don't know exactly what it is. It's a little too early. But it, is Pottermore. Why don't you tell us, Andrew? Will Pottermore live up to its name? <laughs> what are your thoughts, Andrew? You know, I mean, you're hearing from us, but we'd like to hear from you. Yeah. If if you were if you were a betting man, would you say <laughs> No, that- I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no room to mess around with well, that. Well, the other thing though okay. that that Joe did talk about with respect to the encyclopedia, this was a while back was that it was going to be for charity. And mm. you know, unless she's charging some fee for people to use whatever Pottermore is going to be, then how are you generating any sort of money for charity? Well, if you're generating um, money, you can you can donate to charity. You can, and and we know that you know Joe Joe Rowling can match anything she gets to charity, or just give money to charity any day anyway. I mean, I'm I don't think that's a real concern. I mean, no, it's 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 true. Well, no, the the, the point the point is, if this is the encyclopedia, let's say she did mention that the 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 whole idea behind it was that the money was going to go to charity. So when you think encyclopedia, you think, like Matt was saying, a physical book. 
so that the proceeds end up going to charity. Well, my point in bringing up the, the lexicon as, as an online encyclopedia was that I, I never liked us calling this next book from Joe that we expected an encyclopedia because what it's going to be is backstory. Like never before seen. It's not a collection of information. It's, it, or it is, but it's a collection of new information. She's producing this, this, uh, in entire, uh, you know, history. This new history, and 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 that's what we were, you know, expecting in book form. If she does it online, um, I don't really see why it would be, you know, harder. Except less people are online. You know, the the books are f- farther reaching for now than than ebooks. Um, but I, is it is it a, is it a sign of the changing time? You well, know, that- well, I are you referring to like are, are you saying that? It's gonna be in ebook fashion. Well, no, I'm saying if 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 Pottermore involves, um, you know, releasing new information about the Harry Potter series, which really is, I don't think it's a stretch that because it's, she 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 named it Potter. She could have named it something else entirely. I actually didn't expect her next project or her next five projects to have anything to do with Harry Potter. I would have still bought them and read them and got excited about them just because it's her and we know that she can write. The fact that it's Potter related really begs the question. She's or there is no question. She's going to release more information that extends the canon or that right. extends the Potter series. So, yeah, I don't see I mean anything that she releases is new information and I don't think she's going to create all new characters. So, yeah, oh, no. she, she is really, you know, um, gonna tell us more. So this is, I guess, the web version of, you know, an, an encyclopedia book or, 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 a, you know, a history, a new history for the Harry Potter characters. All right. Well, I think we can leave it at that. Uh, again, there, J.K. Rowling will be making her YouTube announcement June 23rd. I don't think there's an exact time. So, I mean, I, I'm sure they have one in mind, but I don't think we know it yet. It so, might be leaked before it even <laughs> It's not going to leak. <laughs> well, wait, we didn't go into how exactly she she did this. I mean, the scavenger hunt thing. Did you guys play? Did you guys go I, and I did, and find yeah. I was, I was excited because it, it kind of took me back to when she used to reveal things on her website. And With a do you know, not disturb I got kind of pissed off that somebody hacked the site a day earlier mm. and revealed everything because I thought it. Yeah, I thought they kind of cheapened the whole uh, announcement and what it was that she was trying to do. Now, I, one would hope that you know you could protect against that kind of thing, but I guess they didn't. They didn't think it was going to happen. No, and it wasn't even so much a hack, just that a, a clever person could view the page source and click around a little bit and find. The code where all, it has all the letters and the locations. <laughs> so it was just the, it was just in the code of the site. And, you know, that, that happens all the time. I guess it was. Co- but why not update the site until the following day, at least? You know, have those three coordinates for day one. But yeah, were they not, not expecting not it? I mean, update the site until the following day. This way, nobody can find them. But you could still find yeah, them she, in the code, and it was getting around on the internet. I'm glad. I'm glad that they just let us post the rest of them because other, uh, you know, in the meantime, all these other sites who aren't partners were just releasing all the letters and what they presumed to be the name of the project. Uh, so it would have been I bad see. for you know MuggleNet and all the other sites because we would have been stuck being like okay only three letters are out in the meantime all these other sites are like here's all ten letters it's Pottermore uh, okay 
So it was supposed to be a two-day event, right? right? Where they would release coordinates, and it was half a day. I, I didn't actually get to play this scavenger hunt. I was at work from like 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. that day. You can and, still and by play that, it. By, by like five. Yeah, you can p- still really? Punch you in can? The coordinates. Yeah. Okay. To be, be honest, honest like I heard J.K. Rowling had this huge announcement, and I was like, and that she wasn't giving it away, and that it was still going to be a week, and I was like, I am too old for. That, that was my first <laughs> here's, thought. But here's um, the other thing to keep in mind: seem- what's what's been exciting about this is th- this is the first time Twitter has been around when J.K. Rowling has made an, a- an announcement. And it's and no. Wh- why I bring it up is because it was interesting to see people's reactions on a social media service like Twitter, where you're getting these initial reactions from people in freaking real, out in real time. In real time, right? As people are discovering the letters, and you know, you looked on the Twitter trends, and the phrases "more Potter" and "Pottermore" came up pretty quickly after the first couple of letters were discovered. And it was just fun because then we asked on on the MuggleNet Twitter, what do you guys think Pottermore is? And we were getting answers by the second. I mean, I was just sitting there watching the at replies come in. The the Mac application lets you watch them come in in real time. And it was fast and furious. And it was just really exciting seeing the fans react that way. And, you know, before Twitter, there, you know, you could watch a chat room. but But everybody is on Twitter at the same time these days. You know, especially when big news is happening. So it was really fun to watch the community react. So the Pottermore Twitter did release the 10th coordinate, right? Yeah, was that supposed to yes, happen? Yes, it was supposed or? to happen, but we knew the 10th letter anyway because of that little hack. Quote okay, unquote. so the 10th partner was the Pottermore Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. But we knew it because of that. Well, I'm glad she still went ahead of it. You know, it says a lot about J.K. Rowling, too, because... Um, Stephanie Meyer, who was writing, you know, e- the book one of Twilight from Edward's perspective, the book was called Midnight mm-hmm. Sun. She got hacked, and some of that book was released online, and she gave up. Mm-hmm. I mean, qu- qu- well, qu- qu- quote me if I'm wrong, I, but she was very to upset. To be fair and, to and Stephanie, though, her, I mean, a book leak you know, is different than a title leak. It was a couple chapters, though. <laughs> yes. I, I, I read that part of Midnight Sun, though, and it was awesome. It is above and beyond. It's like my favorite thing that she's written, and I would really love her to continue Eric's it. Eric Skull, a Twihard. Look at this. A Twihard. I've read it all, but Midnight Sun is 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 really really good, and it's it was just so so disheartening to see that a few fans could really spoil it for everybody, and I'm so relieved that that's not the case with Joe, that she's still going ahead with whatever this Pottermore thing is. You know, Andrew, you said I was putting down Joe earlier by saying she contributed to the decline of the book, or might be contributing to the decline of the book. But, you know, now I'm just going to say I think it's really cool that she's still going ahead, that she powered through, and that we're still getting this announcement. Wait. And, you know, the the most exciting thing about Pottermore, we don't know what it is, but it's coming from Joe. How did really anything she, get, it, it's, like, spoiled, though? All they did was just basically well, reveal name. what really any hacker could have found out. I mean, if it, it, it wasn't like that big of a secret. It was just a little bit of fun to find out what the title was. Well, it was just that the information was released a lot earlier, I think, than what they it was a It was a so. day, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but fortunately, I mean, they only planned to release the name this well, week, I'm, right? You know, they didn't have the whole package. To, to be go. honest, I'm gonna, I'm kind of glad that they did it all within one day, even though it wasn't intended. Yeah, two days because, to me, because everybody was on Twitter like, "Oh my God, when's the fourth letter coming out? When's the fourth letter coming out?" And the fourth letter wasn't supposed to come out to the following day, so all these poor people are like waiting for a fourth letter, and yeah. and if it hadn't been hacked, it wouldn't have come. It wouldn't. Well, it also would have lost so, a lot of steam too. 
after two days. So they were only going to release three letters yeah. on day one and seven letters on yeah. day two? That's Why not do five why and five? I don't each know. one of my teeth out? Because you got to have the <laughs> Hallows and the Horcruxes. Ah, of course. Okay. No, what I'm do you mean? just joking. But no, it was it was cool. I was just going to say, like, if you actually went to the map, the the places that you were taken to were places that were, you know, had some sort of tie to the series. And there was a little graphic there if you waited long enough that popped up and described to you, you know, what its reference was to the series. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. Oh, cool. Let's move on now to the other big story of the week, Micah, which is the Deathly Hallows Part Two trailer. Um. I don't know. I, I don't think Warner Brothers knew that J.K. Rowling was making this Pottermore announcement at the same time. So I think uh, this was kind of, you know, unintentional for two big news items to happen in one week. But hey, you know, it was a good week for the fans. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and it's what I guess we could call the, the final Potter trailer ever for a movie. I'm sure there'll be other <laughs> stuff that is released later on for DVDs and Blu-rays and other things like that. But right. this is it. This is the last trailer you'll ever see for a, for a Harry Potter film. And it really was, honestly, the best trailer. I mean, it told a story, which I really loved about it. Mm-hmm. It was it, a proper trailer. Uh, yeah, but all the other... Tra- in, instead of saying that this trailer is the best because of that... All the other trailers were not as cool because of Which that. Which is true. Is what I prefer to but that's say. okay. They should have. They should have done what they did with this trailer with all the other trailers. Except the one thing they did do was they showed too much. This this trailer shows way too much. You're one of those people. Well, he's not the only one to say that. <laughs> let's let's um, and and that's coming from someone who saw the movie. So imagine the people who yeah. haven't seen the movie. You know what they're thinking. Um, you know there are a lot of recycled scenes that we've that, uh, in this trailer that were in previous trailers so for the sake of time and sanity let's just try to focus on the new clips and there are quite a few in this trailer thank god and uh, if 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 you're listening at home you can load up the trailer and you can kind of move along with us we'll give the timestamp of each scene that we're talking about so you too can Watch what we are discussing unless, here on MuggleCast. Unless you promised yourself that you weren't going to see any of the trailers and want to be surprised when you see it in person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and that's that's good considering, uh, to be perfectly honest, like, stay away from this trailer if you don't want to be spoiled. Because, you know, you haven't yeah, read, you haven't the, read the books or anything, so you don't and, know and, what's going to happen. You don't know what happened. No, look, even if... Okay, no, we, that, no, it's not like that at I all. I agree, Eric. Because... Because the question is, you know, how are they going to adapt it? And this trailer answers all those questions. All the pivotal moments of the book, you know, are in this trailer. And that matters not because you've already read the book, so you know what's going to happen, but because the, the film adaptation is the, like, the definitive film version is, is, is just as you important. You see two minutes of a two and a half version. hour film. Two hours. Oh, I'm, I, I beg your yeah, pardon. The most, imp- the, the, the most emotionally charged scenes from the film are in the trailer. Having already seen the trailer, you will go into the film and it will feel less uh, fulfilling. Well, I have never felt less fulfilled. Let's though. discuss it anyway. Yeah, I don't agree with that. At, at nine seconds, uh, it's the opening shot of the trailer and we see Lily Potter talking to baby Harry. Harry, be safe. Be strong. And it's it's a very eerie start to the trailer because we see baby Harry and his mother. And I think, you know, it's the first time we've ever heard anything coming out of his mother's mouth. Other than, oh, yeah, no, this is this is the mm-hmm. only time. Yeah. 
or the first time. My question is, why didn't they use the same baby who was in Sorcerer's Stone? Because he's probably Wait, 12 at this time right now. <laughs> I was just gonna say well, let's do a it's... Benjamin Button on that kid and get get this right. I thought they did a good job finding a kid who looks sort of like yeah, the no, kid right. a decade ago. You know, I had to, I was going to ask you guys, isn't this the same? I mean, to be honest, <laughs> it is pretty like, close. Could they have? Could they have? It's close. It's just that close. I, I was I was immediately I was like, oh my god, that's Harry Potter. So at 14 seconds, we see a title that says every moment he's lived, and there's these flashback shots, Sorcerer's Stone uh, experiencing his wand for the first time, uh, the boats riding to Hogwarts for the first time, Harry seeing the Patronus in Prisoner of Azkaban, and Harry and Dumbledore um, about to enter the cave in Half-Blood Prince. And this is part of the thing I liked about this trailer, is it is telling a story. There is this little review. Uh, I mean, not even so much a review, but kind of... These clips lend to the buildup of this epic moment. All these great moments he's had has led to this. Right. As the next title says at 23 seconds. Uh, at 24 seconds, we see the Quidditch pitch from Half-Blood Prince. And we see it, you know, in, in, in a hap- <laughs> during happier times. Then it transitions to this <laughs> flying shot. Of during the Battle of Hogwarts when it's going down in flames. And I, I just realized this too while I'm trying to follow along. That in the background you can see Hogwarts Castle getting attacked. Yeah, you can see the pel- wow. the spells trying to penetrate the uh, protective charms. Nice. Spells. Charms. So I guess they wanted a new Quidditch pitch anyway because they didn't put a bubble over that. Well, yeah. I'm sure it'd be easier to make since they destroyed it for the maze in Book 4. Yeah, I don't think it was yeah, as important true. to protect the Quidditch pitch. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody somewhere is very upset. At 30 seconds, we see uh, a worried Harry Potter. It was kind of a clip we've seen before in other trailers. There are more review shots. And at 41 seconds, I don't know if... Is this new? Is this new? Yeah, or this, is this is new. Okay. This is definitely new. 41 seconds, we see Dementors kind of hovering over Hogwarts Castle, trying to get in right right that's what i th- that's what i think too because they're all like at a certain proximity from them i i don't think they're trying to get in because there's no bubble over hogwarts i, I feel like this is uh, it's us an early shot of of hogwarts like under the death eaters rule like during during while harry and hermione are in the woods this is kind of the eric are you trying to say that this is when when snape is headmaster before, yeah, when yeah. Snape is okay. headmaster. Before he flees. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the protective charm gets put so up. So the protective charm isn't put up yet. Because right. it's yeah, all, yeah. because there's no use for it at this point right now. Right. The, de- the Death Eaters that are, or the Karos are torturing students and Snape is, is allowing that to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and this is kind of, uh, you know, in the previous trailer, I've, I referred to it as a, a mili- military state where Hogwarts is very, you know, not a happy place. I feel like the Dementors being stationed at Hogwarts is fitting with the kind of experience a student during that year would have at yeah. Hogwarts. And also it's kind of influencing the weather a little bit, too. Oh, and Andrew, there was another scream, by the way, uh, in case yeah, you were wondering. You want to talk about that now? <clears throat> the first time I watched this trailer... I could not help noticing, as other people did too, people on Twitter brought it up, all the screams again with Voldemort. There are at least 10. 
And it's just, it, it, honestly, this trailer is fantastic, but it really <laughs> distracted me. It bothered yeah. me a lot. It was all I could hear. I'm, I'm, and I blame that on Eric. And I'm not apologizing. I've had, I've had a few people, uh, you know, at reply me on Twitter saying, ever since you pointed out those screams it's on all Mobocast, ever since you guys pointed those out, now we just notice them and we can't watch the trailer. Yeah, it's all your fault, Eric. <laughs> no. you just, I don't want people to watch the trailer because it spoiled too much. You put the audio together for the trailer clearly, and uh, I, I, yeah, clearly. No, and I didn't. And are I didn't now say it, but... causing people to hear Voldemort, Voldemort saying "nya" all the time. Well, <gasps> it's this. It's it's the same one we've been hearing since like book five. I think is when he shouted that. Yeah, well, that now famous bit. I think it was. Yeah, you're right. When uh, he, when he was but, fighting Dumbledore, but you know. They're, they're the ones using this in trailer. I'm not apologizing for pointing that scream out. Uh, thank you, Andrew, for devoting enough time in the previous episode to count the screams. Um, you know, this is Warner Brothers' fault. Well, we do. People. They're, they're, they're putting this insane Voldemort scream in, like, every five seconds in this trailer. There's a new whale, and it's the same whale. At 43 seconds, we hear a little dialogue from Snape and Voldemort. It goes like this. You've kept him alive so they can die at the proper moment. Bring it to me. Uh, so, you know, viewers are getting this idea that what's going on is the reason Harry hasn't died until now is Voldemort has been waiting for just the right opportunity. And this film... That's not Voldemort. No, that's That's Dumbledore. Snape talking to Dumbledore. Yeah. That's continuity oh, editing. Our, okay. brain, our brain thinks he's talking to Voldemort because the next shot is of Voldemort. But he's actually talking to Dumbledore. That's from Snape's worst memory. That's that's where and, and in fact one could see this as a complete spoiler that Harry does in fact need to die, maybe not for good, but he at least needs to die once in order for everything to to yeah. happen. That's what that's they should not have shown. Snape well, not everybody's as clever Dumbledore. as you though, Eric. Okay, fine. At- well, no, I was I was going to say that because there's other parts of this trailer which reveal certain things about characters. And we get to that in the Resurrection Stone scene. You know, the yes. fact that Remus dies is very much revealed in this trailer. Uh, you know, and, but, but this scene with Voldemort, I wanted to ask you, Eric, because you've seen the film, what, he's talking to Lucius, and, uh, is he talking about getting Harry or getting Snape? He's talking about getting Snape. Yeah, that was, See, I, that's I feel another like misleading a, quote. Yeah, because I, I don't think Lucius, because they're in the boathouse and not the Shrieking Shack, so they changed that. And also Lucius, this whole scene, Lucius isn't in the Shrieking Shack from what I remember in Book 7, talking to Voldemort. Lucius and Voldemort, I don't even know that they have any kind of they don't. conversation. They don't, not in the book, in the, anyway. Yeah, in the book. So this is the added scene of Jason right. Isaacs, but... um. You know, at this point, as you see in the trailer, he's asking Lucius to go get Snape. I think right before that, he asks him where Snape is. Um, and this was after Snape has fleed, fled. At 47 seconds, we see the trip down to the Lestrange vault. Uh, we've seen clips from this before, but if you notice this track that they're on, they're riding down deep in the Gringotts. I am telling you, this is going to be the next ride at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I've been saying this for months. <laughs> And now you look at this footage of this twisty, turvy, turny track. I can practically see Universal in the background of it. Like, they're, they're setting this up perfectly for a ride at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. That's all I'm saying about this. Because it, it does look like a roller coaster um, yes, yes. line. Yes, yeah. yes. This is so going to be a ride. It's not even funny. Like, I, I feel We've like making always... a news post now on MuggleNet, just announcing <laughs> it in advance. <laughs> Just saving a, a post for See it. See if anybody asks you to take it down. That'd yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. If they ask me to take it down, then I must be on to something. So, 
at 49 seconds, we see the dragon and this is, this is, um, the, the part where he's already been let go by the trio because you can see the trio on the back of the dragon and the dragon is breaking a part of the track as he makes his way upward through Gringotts. Oh, that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Because then the next scene, I think, because, oh, yeah, yeah, there's definitely somebody on the back of him. Because the next scene, you see a track, a, a, a cart flying off of the track because the dragon broke it. Yeah, it's the and goblins then, who are after him. The, oh, yeah, the chasing yeah. goblins. Well, and then you hear somebody else well, which I won't get into. But <laughs> so, uh, as they fall down the pit at Gringotts. But. Uh, at 52 and 53, we sh- see shots of Harry and Ron... And then at 53, we see them after they already broke out from Gringotts riding on the back of the dragon. This looks like a very great scene, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, Hermione's still in Bellatrix's wardrobe. Yeah. And then you see the three of them plunge into the water. Right, at 55 seconds. And we saw a brief version of this when we just saw people going into the water, um, as I accurately predicted on the last episode. Um, this is when they jump off the dragon and land in the lake. Right, and we actually see them falling in this trailer, which is cool. I like that shot. 56 seconds, we see on July 15th, and there's a beautiful sweeping shot of all the Death Eaters on a cliff overlooking Hogwarts. We see them paving a way in the massive group to let Voldemort through to the top of the cliff to make his little uh, warning to Harry. You know, why don't we ever hear from any of these extras? Like, hey, I was an extra in Deathly Hallows when we ran to They're the They're not Hogwarts. allowed to why talk don't... about it. They're not allowed to talk to. They mm-hmm. can't email no. us and be like, "Hey, not even afterwards." Probably afterwards, but who wants to hear from extras? The most they can really say is, <laughs> "I was actually included in this movie." Okay, I was Death Eater number forty-seven. <laughs> At the one-minute mark, we see the entrance to the Great Hall. The statues coming to life. Oh man! And we saw a brief. We saw a different angle of this in the um, in the other trailer, but we also hear McGonagall with this line. Ah, uh, God! Hang uh. on. I have to. I have to pull out my Scottish translator here. What? Man the bond. What? Man what the boundaries. Say? Protect man us. The ba- okay. Okay. She's not Scottish. <laughs> I'm. I'm going to have more to messing. say about that um, particular shot when we can release our set reports. Uh, but we see McGonagall and Mrs. Weasley on the steps of Hogwarts, surrounded by the Hogwarts. Um, Statues. statues, yeah, they've come to life because of McGonagall's spell, and it's a really cool scene. God, every every time you s- I see McGonagall, I always get goosebumps for some reason. Like this is something where in the book it was an amazing scene, and, yeah. and you know because it was it was you can just imagine it, you can picture it in your mind's eye, and now here it is in this in this trailer we're seeing it before the film comes out. But well, we already you know the, the adrenaline is really going now because it's like Hogwarts's last stand, and everyone like everything is coming to life. Yeah, and, and Remus and Tonks. And the next scene are reaching for each other. It's really cool to build suspense. At 106, we see Harry looking up at Hogwarts Castle burning. Now, this must be when he's down at the boathouse. I mean, the angle makes sense, right? I don't 10- remember that angle or that shot. Well, it's just no, that it is. It is the boathouse because it's the same window paints. Paints? Paints, sorry. Paints. Yeah. paints. yeah, it's the same okay. window paints. Said, Andrew said gauge earlier. Gauge? Yeah, that's gauge, gouge, whatever. Yeah, gauge. gauge. Because behind behind Ron is the lake, and and no, that that that's, that is right after 
Snape's worst memory, probably. At uh, 108, we see a shot we've seen before. Tonks and uh, Lupin reaching in to hold hands, but for some reason, they never can quite get there. <laughs> 110, we see a title card, Where It All Began. The card just before it says, It All Ends. So it all ends where it all began. And then we finally get to see the thing shatter. I mean, we never really did in the in the other trailers. We just saw a big piece of light coming when the castle border uh, gets shattered. Shatters? Yeah. Oh, one, you mean the bubble? Yeah, the big bubble just getting... Oh, the bubble just disappears, yeah. yeah. Okay. At 1.15, we see a shot of Flitwick, and he's surrounded by statues, so I guess he's kind of controlling he there. He looks afraid, though. He's he does look up. afraid. I guess something's happening with the castle there. Well, his his charms are not working anymore, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he's my like, work's done, oh, I'm going right. to go run. <laughs> uh, at one nineteen, we see a shot of all the Death Eaters trying to penetrate the 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 spell protecting the castle. However, at this scene, you don't see the spell. So I guess it re- you really only start seeing it when it starts oh, to be penetrated. Yeah, when it starts hitting it. Yeah, yeah, that effect is really cool. Or maybe it's their first strike. No, no, it, it has to be when they're penetrating it because this it's the same color. Um, the the spells are the same color as the um as the dome was right before Voldemort smashed it. At one. Well, this- tw- 23, yeah. we see uh, Death Eaters running... Oh, no, no. These are the good guys. No. no bad guys. Because they... No. The the good guys didn't have um giants. It was just... Um, right. Okay. Yeah. Except Grop. Yeah. Grop was the only... He was the half giant. The giant at 123 looks fantastic. I mean, he really does. And yeah, you see him running cool. with the Death Eaters. Looks a lot better than the Sorcerer's Stone one. If Troll. I were Harry, I'd be more scared of that giant than Voldemort. Personally. He's got a big mallet Club. sort of thing he could kill anybody <laughs> that's with. what voldemort should look like yeah really voldemort should have been a giant <laughs> at 124 we see a shot that michael loved so much he made it the MuggleNet big news image it's lucius uh kind of running away but turning back and you also see draco just over his head if you look closely now what scene is this i'm i'm forgetting is this this one's forgetting this, this must be after Harry kills Voldemort. Is this when they go back to meet up with Voldemort? This no, no, is... this is after Harry kills Voldemort, right? Because it's uh, like no. the sunrise, is... no? No, Voldemort's alive. Voldemort actually thinks Harry is dead, and uh, he's he, he's just recruited people. And the Malfoys uh, say that they're with him, and they walk away. Um, oh. because, because Voldemort thinks he's got victory right now. So actually, if I remember correctly, a lot of the Death Eaters actually disapparate at that point. Um, I could be wrong. Some of them do. Well, the, the either way, the Malfoys walk away. Yeah, because um, his be, mother's next to Mal- they, uh, Draco. Yeah, Narcissa's got like her arm around Draco, and and the Malfoys, it's like exit stage right. Um, at one twenty six, one twenty seven, we see Voldemort. He's kind of got like these cloth things floating around him. Oh, uh, you you totally skipped though. The thousands of Dementors. We've seen that before. It looks like, it looks like have a we dead seen that? I have too. never seen okay, that. Okay, maybe before. we haven't. Dead giant on the bridge. At one twenty-five, we see the dead. Right, we see a dead giant and Dementors kind of flying over all these dead people. I mean, this really gives you a good idea of the level of detail that's going to yeah. be in this. You've never battle. seen this many Dementors either. And uh, actually, one twenty-six is a behind-the-scenes shot of Voldemort doing his laundry. This is, he's like washing it. He's actually air drying his robes. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> yeah I don't care. Uh, Eric, do you know what's going on here? Or Micah? 
He's well. Eric's seen the movie. I, I mean, is he? Is Harry here at this he's point? He's laundering is he his robes. Up? I mean, we don't see Harry in the shot. He's not. Yeah, in he the must shot. be laundering his robes. I think. I think Eric's right there. <laughs> that is so just awkward. At one uh, twenty-seven twenty-eight, I'm going to play a little audio clip here. Great line. And so that that takes place in the Great Hall. Harry is confronting Snape point blank. The most interesting thing that stands out to me here, and I noticed this at the test screening too, is that Harry's wearing a cloak and you just don't see that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So well they, they, they handed him a cloak, I guess, on on their way down to this. So Snape hears that pot that Harry's in the castle. He calls this meeting because he's still headmaster, and they actually hand Harry a robe on the way down, somebody just gives him a rope so that he can blend in. So he blends in, but is he really blending in? I mean, well, no, 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 no. He's because st- he stands out because he gets irritated with Snape. But this moment, more than any other moment in any other Harry Potter film, I'm predicting here, really is 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 going to sell. First of all, Dan Radcliffe is Harry Potter. Second, is going to sell these films as being you know emotional and 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 heart wrenching. This moment is 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 Dan Radcliffe's and Harry's shining moment in all of the films mm-hmm. when he actually confronts this this tyranny of of Alan Rickman as Snape. And it, of course, it's in the trailer. Perfect. <laughs> oh, it's great. Well, of course, there's more to it. In well, you see, movie. you also see the trio and the the order is right behind him. Yes, and you see Snape disappear in yeah, response which, to but Harry's. But this was in the book, though, was it? What? Um, no, probably not. No, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. No, the scene wasn't even in the book. But it's good. It's good because it kicks off this new set of action when we see Harry rebelling within the castle, and now he has to get out. And we see, of course, Snape getting out too. And th- this is this is an alternative to in the book when there's the fight in the corridor. in a random corridor, right? Uh. And, you know, I'll save my thoughts on this for when everybody sees the film, but I'll just say right now, I would have preferred they kept what happened in the book. But, okay. That's usually the general consensus with all fans. (laughs) True. So, after Harry makes that line, we see a flashback to Snape killing Dumbledore, which refreshes the audience on what, you know, kind of has been building up here. At 134, I think we see one of the greatest shots sorry, 133, of Voldemort. He's casting the spell at Harry, and he's clearly putting in all his energy into this Avada Kedavra spell. You can tell because clearly losing. You can tell because it's his scream. And I think he's already down on his knees. Um, yeah, maybe. So you can tell he's losing. The only advantage here, he does have freshly laundered clothes, so at least he's, you know, feeling fresh. Despite losing this battle. At 136, we see a great shot of Molly Weasley, and I assume this is after Fred has died, because she's very disturbed. She's kind of, I don't know, she's thinking Taking to herself. Her yeah. Well, Madame Pomfrey is right next to her. Is she? Oh, yeah, you can hardly see her, but she is there. So this must have been after the battle. This must have been after she killed she who shall not be named. Mm-hmm. At 140, this is where I think people started saying, okay, we're seeing too much. Uh, we see Harry in the Forbidden Forest. He's facing his mother. Got Lupin and Sirius on the right. James on the left. Let's play a little audio from this part. You'll stay with me. Oh, Until the end. 
So that's what people are like, no, why are we seeing this? As yeah. much as I love, this is my, one of actually, I, I would probably say it's my favorite scene in the seventh book is the resurrection stone scene. And as excited as I was the first time I saw it, I kind of wish they didn't show this. On the other hand, though, it's not, it's not a spoiler to people who haven't read the books because they look alive. I wouldn't say they look dead. No, so. I'd say if anything, it's a teaser to fans who have not read the books because they ha- they're like, wait, wait, what? Oh, that's true. That's true because they know Sirius and Harry's parents are dead and all. Right. So they're like, why are they back? But it's Maybe confusing because it they don't see Lupin. They're like, wait, Lupin's dead. <laughs> well, the other thing too, this is this is Harry's most personal moment in the books. You know, to see it on a on a on a trailer and not reserved for the film. Like, do they? Is nothing sacred? Like, you know, really? Can they not just keep that in the film and be content to... Well, they kept, I think, the most sacred scene under wraps, and that's King Cross. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. But that also, tonally, it doesn't really fit the rest of the film, because, and, and visually, because it's bright white, and, and these films are all about black. Right. Well, they've shown basically every character in this trailer, yeah. except Dumbledore. <sighs> It's ridiculous. You know what they should do is, you know how they release all those promo posters with, you know, Bella and McGonagall and all them? They need to do, uh, for the Resurrection Stone scene, they need a Lupin poster, they need a Dead Sirius poster, Dead Lily and James poster for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows <laughs> What does it two. say? We're back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it's going to say. Because cause why not? Because they've already shown them in a trailer. That we, you know, they might as well go all out. Because you know what? I want to buy uh, a Lily and James poster. And, it is and really, it is really great though that they inserted that that little clip from Sirius saying till the end because, I mean, you, basically you see in this entire trailer like everything going to pot, like everything's going to complete crap, and then all you see, and then you finally get to have Lily and Sirius kind of the reassuring faces say something that's a little uplifting. You're very right. And we also the one thing we skipped over before this is it looks like Goyle is falling into the fiend fire. Yeah, it sucks to be him. Yeah. What's what's he doing as he's falling? He's wailing. <laughs> it's the same Voldemort scream. <laughs> At one forty four we see this must be the realization shot when um they see Hagrid holding Harry's dead body because Ginny's running forward, uh obviously very shocked at what she's seeing and Mr. Weasley is kinda I guess trying to hold, yeah, he's trying to grab her and hold her back because, you know, don't want to get he too doesn't... close to Voldemort. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At 144, we see a pretty cool shot of the trio running away from some giant spiders. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't think we get any line like, oh, I still hate spiders from Ron. I was going to say, do you think no, Ron, Ron would overcome... Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> do you think Ron would overcome his fear of spiders? I think like, he's seen well, enough. He's running away from them, so. Well, though we yeah, do if see you're not um, face down something. It's fifteen times your size. Well, during the locket, we did see spiders, so his fear of spiders is still intact. Oh right. Good point. Good solid point. One forty six. We see the giant Voldemort firehead in the room of requirement as the doors are shutting. It's kind of a cool transition for the trailer because this is sort of another break in the trailer where another set of action starts off it's a three-headed voldemort is yeah, it w- yeah well veen yeah I, the the fiend fire um in the film takes different forms but you know without spoiling and saying what they are this i believe is is after the horcrux has been 
thrown into the fiend fire that Voldemort's face comes out of it. So it's not like if you were to go in the middle of a field and cast fiend fire, you'd get fire that comes out with Voldemort's face on oh, it. Oh, that's a good it's point. It's not like that. Yeah. Um, because so this, I, didn't we see like a lion or something in a previous trailer? The previous trailer showed a lion and a badger. So you kind of, you, or a snake. So you know that well, the fiend fire does take the form of... This pr- it's, it, well, yeah, it's magical fire, so it's probably taking, like, all forms. Yeah, like, raging bull of fire. It's really cool, but... Um, this, they, but yeah, Voldemort is, is not one of the natural animals of the Earth. This is after the Horcrux has been destroyed. I don't know who's closing the door. I mean, there's two, there's two very, um, very uh, kamikaze-style house elves uh, who are who are behind the doors closing them. Uh, I hope just not. to protect, well, to protect it, Harry. I get. I mean, it's the room of requirement. When no one's in the room of requirement, it closes. Does that mean that the fire? Oh, right. Okay. One forty-seven. We get this line from Harry to Voldemort. Come on, Tom. Let's finish this the way we started. Together. And it kicks off another set of action. I'm still not a fan, for the record, of this. Let's clutch him by the neck and I, pull him overboard. I don't think any fans are real. I mean, I feel like this is going to be the, that one scene that everyone just cringes when they see it. It's like The reason, though, the reason that I agree with you, Matt, but the reason is that they've shown it in every single one of these trailers. So not only in the first trailer were people like, oh, my God, what Harry's what's happening? He's pulling him off a ledge. That wasn't in right. the book. Well, now, the whole thing about. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I, no, I I think also one of the reasons why fans are just not happy with that is because Harry's not supposed to touch Voldemort. But I mean, I, I I'm in my case for it in previous shows where I said that that you know the the idea that on film everything has to be slightly more realistic, where the the these arch enemies, the fact that they're in close proximity to each other makes it more exciting. Um, but. You know, the fact that Warner Brothers has shown this in every trailer where Harry's pulling him out just draws more attention mm-hmm. to the fact that it wasn't in the book. Well, and and what, what's getting lost is this line that Harry says, which is in this trailer, but by this point, people who've seen him are just not paying it any attention. It's actually a really good line, you know, to, to finish this where we started it together. And, you know, I, I feel like that's a fitting line for when you're going to wrap your arms around somebody's neck and throw them off a cliff. Um, now, is this scene with them jumping off the cliff, is this the same time when Voldemort grabs Harry's face and says, why do you live? Because I'm afraid they're going to overexpose the whole close proximity of Harry and Voldemort. Because that's what, in the books at least, that's what everyone was uh, waiting for is when they finally meet. And, I, and I'm just worried in the movie they're just going to have way too much of it and then people get desensitized by how close Harry and Voldemort have interaction with each other. That's a good point. Because I mean, it's it a pivotal the... part in the books when Harry approaches Dum- uh, Voldemort and they duel. Like it's it's it doesn't happen that often. Well, I I, I would argue that the, that the distance, uh, the you know, when Harry goes to Voldemort, are you talking about in the end at the forest? The, no, well, n- the forest too, but also in the castle. Yeah, because uh, you know Harry has his grand re you know re- resurrection scene in the, well in the book it was the great hall now it's the courtyard but um. Like, those are the really the only two parts where Harry and Voldemort ever were face to face in at least that half of the of book seven. Well, wasn't in both those scenes? Wasn't it really about though that that Harry and Voldemort were quite 
a, a ways away from each other, but that there was there they were talking to each other anyway. Like when Harry approaches Voldemort in the forest, he's coming from from the clearing, or the, he's coming into the clearing, and Voldemort's at the other end of it, and all the Death Eaters are in between them, and there's this pregnant air where there it's like thin air nothing there's like no space between them but there is so it, it's like you know all the death eaters are waiting to see what voldemort does because harry's come and in the great hall everybody's watching harry and voldemort talk to each other you know they're on a first name basis but they're still in order to duel they're standing quite a way away from each other aren't they well yeah let's, no no let's continue this discussion when we actually see it because we're going to be talking about this like crazy when the movie actually comes out so okay and we we can give it more context when we see the actual scene you guys are doing good. I'm just saying we're we're you know we're gonna be talking about this a million times. So let's save it for when we actually see the movie. But but Matt's right. Yeah, I mean, wasn't one of the first promo posters the or promo pictures of of Harry, of Voldemort grabbing Harry's face? Yeah, yeah, it was. Like, yep. Well, yeah. I mean, and I think it goes back like Eric was saying. We talked about in past shows as it being sort of the Hollywood element to it, where you constantly need to have that big epic battle. Right. You know, where you're talking about having the fight take place all over Hogwarts. I agree. Oh. I agree. I agree. It adds some tension when you see them touching, but just book wise, it doesn't. Right. Oh, I'm no, I'm, I'm nothing against him like grabbing his face or anything. I just want it to be in the right place. I don't want it to be like prolonged throughout the film. Yeah. Yeah. At that's fair. 155, speaking of Harry and Voldemort, we see them, uh, dueling in, in, within Hogwarts. Uh, Voldemort is high up on some steps, whereas Harry is, uh, lower down the steps. And, oh, wow. Uh, at 156, there's a cool close-up shot of Voldemort really trying to put his energy into the yeah, in, he, to his spell. He mm-hmm. crinkles his non-nose. Look at <laughs> yeah, that. <I> know. <laughs> in concentration. <laughs> That's awesome. At 159, we see a new shot of Horace Slughorn putting up his protective charm on the castle. And in the film, it's cool because you see like all the all the teachers together putting up the spells so it goes from mcgonagall to slughorn to flitwick to pomfrey so it is a ch- so it is a protective charm yeah okay because i thought it was like a patronus no he's he's putting up the charm at two minutes there's a shot and this is another one where i think people were like uh too much bellatrix sending the spell at molly and at two oh um Oh, it's, it's actually, they're, they're actually pretty separated. So yeah. we'll get to it in a second. We'll see Bellatrix's response to that spell in a second. At two or three, we see in the Chamber of Secrets when Ron and Hermione are being chased by the giant water, th- water Voldemort figure. Whoa. Totally missed that. Yeah, these scenes, barely any. Yeah, I missed that. Left. <laughs> watching it. I didn't, well, no, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really, re- and I don't think even in the trailer you can tell that that's what's happening. Right. It's just well, chaos. Well, th- th- I think that has to do with a lot, of, I mean, of the trailer entirety, because, I mean, only hardcore fans are going to go shot by shot of all these trailers and then realize, oh my God, they showed way too much. But if you just saw the trailer in a film, or like in a movie trailer in the theater, you wouldn't have caught a lot of this stuff. Well, I, I think the exception is, though, the dialogue, what they, you know, because a lot of these shots don't have any dialogue. So when there is dialogue, and a lot of it's title cards. So when there is dialogue, it's important. The fact that they chose to make the dialogue in this movie be the most pivotal moments, like the Resurrection Stone scene and Harry confronting Snape, is, is, is what I'm disappointed about. Mm-hmm. 
205, there's a shot many people are actually wondering about. It's who is casting the Patronus. What is see- it? Is, like, it, that's a Patronus? Well, I... No, some- I think, no, I think it, it, it kind of um, connects to movie three. Or it looks like With the Patronus being no, like I, I the ultimate know. shield. Because we do see it push away all the Dementors. Mm. Well, it doesn't help that in the in the split second before that happens, Voldemort ha- is like is like conjuring something. His arms are like in, and yeah. he he spreads his arms out like raw. And I think we get a better shot of it at, towards the end of the trailer. Um, but it looks like Lucius. Yes, really? or my guess could be Aberforth. But why would it be Lucius? That doesn't. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I think you might be right, Andrew. It might oh, be, it's Aberforth. It, it might be Aberforth because the hair looks just like it does Dumbledore. look long, but it almost looks Lucius long. And the cloak he's wearing looks like a Lucius cloak. But I it could be Xenophilius. <sighs> Is it, does Apple have the high def trailer available? Yeah, I'm looking at the 1080, but it doesn't help. We need a we need a twenty one sixty p. I mean it's it's. I think it is at the end of the trailer though. If if we once okay. we get there, it's definitely an order it's, member. You see the spell itself. Okay, so you, at two oh seven is when okay. we got a badass shot of Molly Weasley. Give it up for Molly Weasley. We see her uh, sending a spell. I guess Don't at Bellatrix. What are you bitch? Yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely the Killing Curse. Yeah, because yeah, there's green. that green flame, and it cuts to a shot of Voldemort, kind of to make you think Molly's shooting it at Voldemort, but. We all know that's not the case. He deflects it with his mind. Twenty two oh eight. There's a shot of it looks like Mister Weasley with Kingsley behind him, uh, shooting a spell, probably at a Dementor or Voldemort. But and then cool shot at two ten. The, the camera slowly cl- creeping in as Voldemort is crawling to the Elder Wand. And then it cuts to Harry at 2.12, and we see the you know, he too is crawling to it uh, to get the wand. And a cool. couple more dueling shots between Harry and Voldemort. Dragon. Harry shooting a spell around a corner. Tonks you know, getting killed. There's a lot of action. Voldemort apparating. Voldemort apparating. Now, Micah, where did you say, what, what were you talking about? The person. We see Nagini, too. At 2.15 with Voldemort, Nagini kind of like wraps up with Voldemort for an escape. Well, he's waiting for Nagini to to, to come to him so they can both apparate together. Because yeah, at yeah. this point, she hasn't been... I mean, of course, she hasn't been killed, so... And Harry hasn't been her. dead yet. So this is very early on to the battle. Michael, what were you talking about with oh, the... I, you know what I was talking about, actually, um, is, is when... He, he actually casts the spell. You see it go out and hit all the Dementors. That's what oh, I was okay. talking about. So it is a Patronus of some sort. Okay. Like Matt was saying. And uh, we get the title, and that's that's it. That's the final trailer for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. It was kind of a surprise. We weren't really expecting the second trailer, but we did get it. And <laughs> We every- really did get it. Everybody loved it. I mean... I, it really got people excited. And I thought, again, it told a great story. We understood why it all ends here. We understand Voldemort's anger, what Harry is fighting for. You know, Harry says somewhere in the trailer, I don't want anyone to die for me. It's just very emotional. 
So let's continue on now with other news. Um, there were some, some news stories. <laughs> There's more. Not as big as the trailer in Pottermore, but there were other things, Micah. Yeah, a lot of stuff related to the trailer, though. Uh, or, sorry, to the movie. Uh, actually, today, we uh, we learned that Deathly Hallows Part 2 has been rated PG-13, and uh, we kind of found that out in a roundabout way. There was a TV spot that aired last night, and... Uh, in that TV spot at the end, you hear that voice say, this film is rated PG-13. PG-13. And so, uh, I guess that's a giveaway. Even though the MPAA has not officially posted it yet on their site, no I don't surprise see there. It, it. Yeah, I mean, that's the rating uh, that it's going to uh, to ultimately get. And uh, the BBFC, though, has posted it on their site. The film will be rated 12A, which is the PG-13 equivalent in the UK. All right, what else is going on in the news? The the other big piece of news concerning Deathly Hallows Part Two is that it's going to be the shortest of the entire series in term in terms of uh, length. Uh, the length of the film, 125 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, but when you think about it, though, and and you know, I'm I'm usually one who's really critical of the films, but uh, when you think about it, I mean, two hours and change kind of makes sense. I mean, it is it's it is a another half yeah. of, of a so in, movie and. In all honesty, it's a five-hour film. Exactly. Four and a half. I mean, if you want to get exact about it. But why do you think people get upset about this? <laughs> well, I mean, because, I wrote, because, because I wrote because I wrote in the headline, film is shortest, shortest of the of <laughs> Like as if that was... The- <laughs> but again, I brought this up, I think, during the test screening episode. Two hours does feel good. It does not feel rushed. It doesn't feel too short. It doesn't feel too long. It's just right. It's like porridge. It's, you know, at, at the right you temperature. Mean, you it's mean just baby right. Baby bear's porridge. Baby bear's porridge. It's just right. And two and but, a half hours would have dragged it out. Honestly, I was watching this test screen and being like, all right, let's go. Come on. <laughs> maybe the music will help speed things up. Yeah. Case wise. Yeah. It, it's, We're not it's saying it was fine. slow, nope. but it is two hours dedicated to strictly the Battle of Hogwarts. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why it feels like porridge. What more could you want, though? I mean, th- there's only so much that's left yeah. in the book. Yeah, I mean, I guess if if point. I would have a- had asked for anything else to be longer, I would have said the epilogue. Yeah, maybe. Which also we haven't seen anything. <gasps> right. Oh yeah, yeah, you guys. So because yeah, they look put creepy. That in your pipe and they look it. creepy. They don't look right. <laughs> what <laughs> else is going on in the news? Uh, well, we we mentioned the the TV clip, but there was also another clip that aired at the uh, the MTV Movie Awards. Andrew, Matt, you guys were both there. Uh, it was it's a pretty. Uh, I, now this you want to talk about putting stuff out there that people probably don't want to see. This was a shot of uh, a full shot of Harry entering uh, the forest to confront Voldemort and him actually getting hit with the spell. You see Hagrid tied up by Death Eaters uh, and. Uh, Again, a little surprising to reveal that. But we've much. seen this clip before. The only thing that was really new was the shot of Hagrid saying, Harry, no, which was great. But a lot of that, you know, the walk up that we've seen that before. Well, he does get hit with the spell. Right. This, too. Oh, OK. You don't see that okay. before. But um, Harry dead. Harry dead. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it, you know, it was it was good. I'm glad there was some presence for Harry Potter at the MTV Movie Awards. Uh, but and by the way, it won. The only thing that it did win was Best Villain, and that went to Tom Felton, who for, was there. 
for a character who was to in Tom all Felton? but five minutes of the movie. <laughs> uh, what were what were the contenders? Because there's well, it was the it was it was Twilight, Twilight and Twilight. And listen, Twilight. Here, but actually, no. Here's the thing: Twilight, oh, Twilight won because the fans went out and vote voted. There was there were the the More official summit really went on to their Twitter and Facebook and said, "Hey, everybody, vote! Everybody, vote!" Warner Brothers didn't really do that. Maybe they don't care, and that's fine. But people are wondering why Twilight wins. It's just because more people are voting. All right. Well, I think it's also a, well, a, I think it, a hopeless cause, really, at this point with the MTV Movie Awards, because, I mean, Warner Brothers doesn't want to, like, say, vote for us, vote for us, because they know they're not going to win. That's not true. I don't... They I, can I, win if they get more votes. No, no, but, the, yeah, they win if they get more votes, obviously, but... Um, but I they think don't They don't care, because they, it's the MTV Movie Awards. Right. It's, it, it's, it's, it's honestly just to promote other things that MTV what is else, affiliated with. What else is going on? Well, I think it's the audience, too. I mean, you look at MTV's audience and what, you know, it's pr- pretty similar, I would think, to the, the audience that reads Twilight. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, but, but but people look at the MTV Movie Awards and they say, oh, best movie. How could Twilight win that? Well, because people are voting. The MTV Movie Awards aren't like the Oscars where it's like this group of people, mm-hmm. you know, group of 50 people who get to decide. It's the actual people, fans who are voting. And there were more Twilight fans who voted because Summit pushed it more. Well, also because a lot of the fans vote for who they want to see come up to accept the award. And they want to see Robert Pattinson and Taylor Lautner come up. Right, the Twilight fans want to see Robert Pattinson come up more. No, they're heartthrobs. That's why why teenage fangirls want to see. That's what they want to see. Twilight fans want to see Robert Pattinson! Harry Potter fans want to see Dan Radcliffe! Oh, okay. Fine. You're... I can't talk to you about this. (laughs) What else is going on in the news? Other bit of news, uh, during a, a contest announcement, we found out when uh, the U.S. premiere of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 will be taking place on Monday, July the Party! 11th. And it's in New York City, we already knew that, but I'm assuming, uh, and Andrew, what's the name of the theater that they always the go to? But that wasn't, yeah. for, for Part 1, it was not at the Ziegfeld, it was somewhere else. It was in Lincoln Center. Yeah. So we don't know where this one's going to be, but hopefully somewhere that where they can actually shut off the street so the fa- so the stars can go meet the fans along the red carpet. That would You're be nice. The only exactly. time they had a problem was at when they did it at Lincoln Center, right? I mean, at the Zingfield, they closed it off the street. Yes, or it yes. was arranged so that there was room for fans to meet. Actors. Yeah, they, yeah, they need to figure it out so the street can actually be shut down. It'll pro it'll probably be back there. I would think. I mean. I- Probably they just couldn't get the theater for the time of the year that Deathly Hallows Part That's 1 true. was released. That's true. Because of all those Christmas concerts. And, uh, speaking of Deathly Hallows Part 2, even more news. Uh, the soundtrack list uh, was released earlier this week. Has anybody uh, taken a listen? It's to not it? out there actually yet. any... Uh... Oh, it's just the yeah. names of the songs. But it... Not, not the little... Uh, but it gives previews. you an idea of the layout of the film. Uh, it starts with Lily's theme, so you know that... It's going to start with Lily, <laughs> with that shot, just like the trailer did. Wow. Or, or no. Does that make sense, Eric? Wait, no, what's... it didn't. We didn't even see her talking to Harry in the in the preview that I remember. No, we, we some... did during Snape's. Oh. No, we no. didn't. This, uh. is, this is when Voldemort's downstairs. She's trying to prepare Harry, but, you know, I... Yeah, it's new to me, but the fact that it opens with Lily's theme 
it could be direct because Lily's actually appearing on screen, or it could just be um, Mr. Desplat's misleading us, or or the idea that you know he's trying to tell a love story, and it is a love story between Lily and Snape. Um, mm. You know that Lily's theme would just be the name of the generic overall theme that they're going to play yeah. iterations of no, during you're Snape's right, memory. That, that's I think that's exactly what it is. It's just an encompassing theme that they will show throughout the film, especially with Snape's worst memory. But we will get it probably a taste of it in the opening scene with Lily protecting Harry. The soundtrack, by the way, will be released July twelfth. Sweet. No, I want it before that. <laughs> um, although, actually, I did want to mention these other track listings. Some of them. Uh, the, first of all, the Gray Lady. So she's got her own track. Um, which shows that that's going to be a, a, at least a big enough scene um, to have one of those. With CeeLo? <laughs> in, in the Chamber of Secrets. Um, in the Chamber of Secrets has its own soundtrack. Um, is that court- a rap? In the Chamber of Well, because sure there's already is. a track called The Chamber of Secrets from the second book, or from the second film, so that's probably why they had to um, kind of tweak it a bit. Also, the... That's a pretty suggestive yeah. title. Broomsticks and Fire, and also Courtyard Apocalypse. So, that's probably my favorite title. That is cool. Um, other than Showdown. <laughs> 23 is just called Showdown. Showdown. I think I think the last title is kind of cheesy, though. A New Beginning? A New Beginning. How about the epilogue? Or Scar? <laughs> How about 19 Years Later? <laughs> How about All Was Well? That would have been yeah, good. Yeah, I like really. Scar. How about Pottermore? All right, Micah. <laughs> Pottermore. It's the last thing Harry says. Pottermore. <laughs> All right. Uh, switching gears here to uh, video games. Uh, Lego Harry Potter years five to seven uh, was previewed at E3, the big video game and electronics uh, convention, uh, last week, actually, or maybe even two weeks ago at this point. And... Uh, it got an overwhelmingly positive review just from, you know, some different features uh, that it has as compared to uh, years one to four. So, uh, I mean, no real surprise there, but uh, good to hear that in the early stages it's getting uh, positive I'll reviews. believe it when I see it. Yep. I don't know. Books okay. one through four were really good. And, Micah, the last news story of this gigantic news episode... Yes, uh, the Ultimate Editions for Order of the Phoenix and Half-Blood Prince were released on June the 15th, I think, or is that right? June, June 14th, 14th, Tuesday. Close enough. Uh, you did a, uh, you did a little, little bit of a review. You, you saw them, you liked them, yeah, they were I, good. Yeah, I mainly just watched the documentaries because, again, we've talked about this a lot. Two, there's a new part of this eight-part documentary with each Ultimate Edition. The most interesting thing was in... Uh, the Evolution documentary, that was probably one of the best ones to date. Lots of great uh, archival footage. But Chris Columbus says that he wanted to split book one into two films. <laughs> and he said he said the first film would end after Harry's first Quidditch match. Like, I cannot believe they were actually considering splitting the books that early on. It's, it's shocking. If, if they started with Sorcerer's Stone, they would have had to split them all. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, it's true. Well, I think, though, that you have to consider, like, what kind of a technical achievement it is to actually have to create Hogwarts. I think, you know, in thinking that, he was just thinking about how much work had to be done to actually produce a film version of these books, because they're so wonderful, they're so monstrous. And also, by that point, maybe he didn't know what would, you know, how he would begin to cut stuff, you know, and actually mold it into a film, 
you know, and not just follow the whole book page by page. Thank God they didn't split it though. Yeah. The timing would have been so bad. In that. <laughs> that would have yeah. also hurt the franchise for any uh, for for putting more of the f- books into films. Because yeah, I, 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 I agree. I don't think they. I don't think the the public would have let it go as long as it did if if each movie was in two parts. Well, the plus the actors would be so old. Yeah. Well, well, uh, yeah. I guess it would have taken longer to film all that, so they would have aged more. That's true. Okay, well, that is all the news we have. To uh, wrap up the show, we have some tweets from those of you who follow us on the MuggleCast Twitter, which is twitter.com slash MuggleCast. We recently passed uh, 20,000 followers, by the way. So thank you to everybody who who follows us there on twitter.com slash MuggleCast. Of course, everybody, like I was saying earlier, was uh, lighting up Twitter with their thoughts on the trailer and Pottermore. We'll start with some tweets about Pottermore. Reading Bridget said, My main question about Pottermore is why is the teaser website logo all futuristic and metallic looking? How does that fit HP? So Bridget is really digging deep looking for any clues possible. I don't think it's very futuristic unless she means that it being metallic means it's futuristic, but the font's pretty magical. Well, the font is whimsical. The font is not, the font is distinctly not the Harry Potter font though. Why would you name a website Pottermore and not use the Potter, you know, the the font that is established, that is that is so cool, you know? But I think it is kind of whimsical. It's not, I mean, it's it's very like f- Wizarding World. It's just not f- Harry Potter strictly font from the books. But I think that's mainly because they're trying to show that there is kind of something besides Harry Potter that's going to be encompassed in this. It's going to be like. Something more of the Wizarding World so rather than just Harry Potter. You're himself. talking about you're talking about the more as opposed to the Potter part of Potter. <gasps> yeah, it, it's encompassing <laughs> more than Potter. <laughs> cool. Um, AJ Roller says, "I'm thinking Pottermore is most likely going to be an online HP encyclopedia, but I'm hoping for some kind of MMORPG in Hogwarts. A MMORPG is a massively multiplayer online role playing game. Oh, I, like- I used to play one of those. It was called The Sims Online." That that and it, we, <laughs> you in played the, past, the Sims, yeah, oh yeah. What was, in the, the, what was your family's name? Oh, <laughs> uh, it was it was pathetic. But well, in the Sims Online, you can only play as one person. I was Cletus Pudum. I made up that name for some reason. What? I really liked the name Cletus Pudum. Who? Don't ask. Um, <laughs> an MMORPG is an interesting idea because it you play with other people in an online world. So it would almost be like you live within Hogwarts in an online world. And there had been rumors about an MMORPG for a long time with Harry Potter. I even said they should do that, right? Like uh, Grand Theft Dragon, was it? Or Grand Theft Hogwarts? (laughs) You know? Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. It it would, you know, World of Warcraft is so popular and it's based on fantasy and magic. So, you know, a Harry Potter one is an interesting idea. Yeah. Pottercraft. Natalie X... The lane one says there are so many possibilities for Pottermore. The whole situation seems unreal. I love the way Joe announced it. I'm excited. Is there a question? In here? No, it's a. Comment. Oh, oh, it's just a comment. Okay. And you know, I agree. It's so exciting to get a new announcement from Joe. I mean, when's the last time we got an announcement from Joe? It was like the Deathly Hallows title, right? So it's been like four years. Oh well, no, she she announced her Twitter. That's not. <laughs> that's not. She didn't tweet anything. Ange Mar has actually a negative comment about Pottermore. She says, Pottermore, slant face. I'm not excited until I know what it is. 
trailer, Aww. amazing. Well, do you think that this is the pen and paper that Joe talked about on her Twitter that she kept referencing that it's this project, Pottermore? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I, I would, I would really hope so. Because she would said just pen mean... and paper, and right. if it's so online, it distinctly does not involve be... pen or paper. Well, just because it's online, I mean, everything is online. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be strictly an online. Okay. Okay. But entity. that means it's digital though. If it's, if it's online, it's digital. No. Oh no. If it's online. Okay. Oh yeah. The website's online and, but there's also YouTube. So, I mean, it's, and, it really, okay, I, I mean, what other way could she promote this besides so, it being on the internet? Yeah. That's a good point. So, so, well, then my final question, uh, about Pottermore is, you know, if it's, if it's going to be part YouTube, part, you know, content on site, if it's going to be fan interactive, is it really, um, is it healthy to have all these fans living on this new Pottermore website? I mean, to be honest, I was thinking of get, starting to eat healthier, get more exercise <laughs> once Harry Potter ends, and instead, I'm going to set this as my homepage and really start delving into the forums because I'm obsessed. That's well, what I do. For all we know, she could probably just abandon the website and the YouTube thing once it's announced. If it has nothing to do just with really an fun? online community. Yeah, it was just... Matt saying Pottermore.com and the YouTube are only to promote, announce. So it could be something. I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm just saying that that could be a possibility. Pottermore. Uh, yeah. Brianna okay. Mock says the trailer was pure genius. It was pretty sad, though. I feel felt like my childhood is actually coming to an end. Julia is magic says the trailer had me hyperventilating and crying. It's really getting everyone <laughs> excited for the final film. A trailer has never had that effect on me. <laughs> Hyperventilating? <laughs> QR Alex said, The new trailer was epic and awesome, hands down best one yet, except for that terribly annoying Voldemort scream. Yes! <laughs> Leah Cata Lopez says, That trailer was designed to make you cry. The part in the forest with Lily and the others was heartbreaking. I agree, Leah. It was heartbreaking. It's just, it was only a s- two seconds long, so... Tom Wilshaw says, Harry says, I have to go back, don't I? Then someone else says, It's a suicide mission. That kind of reveals what happens. Does Harry say that? <laughs> I do hear somebody say yeah. it's a suicide Yeah, mission. it's Aberforth saying it to Harry. Oh. When he's saying he has to go back to Hogwarts. Alex D336 writes, The new trailer showed way too many new scenes. Wish I didn't see it. <laughs> and finally, Kyle James 182 says, The trailer was not what I was expecting. When they show Lily, I cried. The part I don't get is the big bloom dome blast. Thoughts? The big, the big blue protective dome protective tremor around he's, Hogwarts? Is that what she's talking about? No, you're talking about the Patronus. Or he, I think she... He. Yeah, Aberforth. I think that's what yeah. we were talking oh, about yeah, earlier. Blue, okay, the big Patronus. I'm actually really happy about that, though, because it really connects all the films together, strictly because... You know what that means? What? What does it mean? That means that there's a goat in the movie. <gasps> no, 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 no. The, Everybody there might say not bah, be. Oh, no, there bah. is a goat in the movie. That's right, at Hogsmeade. <laughs> well, his, no, I'm saying his Patronus is a goat. His Patronus <laughs> is a goat, but he does pr- um, produce a Patronus goat in Hogsmeade to um, to get the trio into the um, the Hogshead. That's true. Cool. Okay, uh, to wrap up the show today, we have a couple reminders. We have some updates about LeakyCon 2011. It's the conference being held in Orlando, Florida, over the release of Harry Potter and the Death of Gallows Part 2. The Leaky Mug is going to be taking place the Thursday of the conference at 3 p.m., the MuggleCast will be on Friday at 4 p.m. That MuggleCast will, of course, be our big movie review show. We will have it online after after we record it. We know people are going to be itching to hear our thoughts. 
And we're, of course, going to be including the thoughts of everybody who was there at the MuggleCast, because we're going to have a microphone. People can come up and, you know, rebuke different things, uh, you know, cry along with everybody else, all that good stuff. Uh, you can also um, buy your tickets now for Deathly Hallows Part 2. This is kind of a news item, but if you would like to buy your tickets, we couldn't make it easier on MuggleNet.com. There's a banner literally right at the top of the website. <laughs> and you just click it, and you can purchase your tickets through Fandango for Midnight Showings, as well as um, uh, screenings taking place July 15th onward. Cool. And finally, uh, Dear Mr. Potter... Uh, update. Micah, could you give us that one, please? Yeah, sure. Uh, Dear Mr. Potter has uh, opened their pre-orders. They've been open for a while now, but uh, you know, for people who don't know what the book is, uh, Andrew and Eric, you guys both uh, contributed letters to this, as has yes. uh, Melissa over at uh, Leaky. And it's really, it's really stories about how the, the Potter series has impacted your life, right? And, and what it's meant to you over the course of the last several years and yeah it's good i got a preview well i got i got a pdf version of it to to review it's really well done i mean just visually they did a great job with designing it also Vanna lynch wrote a letter too and she actually doesn't address mr potter she addresses luna so she writes to luna which is actually really funny because of course she's the actress who plays luna in the film so it's really well written definitely check it out uh what's the website uh that's a good question, uh, but I will look that I up. I think it's <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's uh, dearmrpotter.org, isn't it? Dot org, yes, yes. And and what's good about the website actually is that anyone can write in. It's it's it runs on Tumblr, so anybody can submit their own letter, and it'll be posted there on the website. So it's fun to just visit dearmrpotter.org to see letters from everyone, even ones that haven't been published in the book. Yeah, and all the proceeds uh, are benefiting the harry potter alliance and the uh the book officially goes on sale on july 1st but of course you can uh, pre-order at the it'll website it'll be on sale it'll be on sale at LeakyCon too and it's it's like a the best way i can describe it it's like a chicken soup kind of book you know the chicken soup for the teenage soul all that stuff this is like a harry potter one definitely check it out it's a testament to the fact that we all know to be true which is that harry potter changes lives and uh, yes. the other cool uh, little piece of information is that 50 randomly selected pre-order books um, have a chance to win an autographed copy from Rupert Grint. So, oh, neat. Uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. It's uh, like you said, it's it's kind of, it's also an inspiring book. I think when you read all the stories kind of together, as yeah. uh, you know, kind of how Harry Potter has changed their lives. And finally, MuggleCast.com, the website you need for everything concerning this podcast that we put out every other week. You can click on Contact at the top to write in about anything that we've discussed on today's show. I know we didn't get to any emails this week, but we'll include them, of course, next week like we always do. Also, on the right side of MuggleCast.com, you'll find links to our iTunes, our Twitter, which is Twitter.com slash MuggleCast, our Facebook.com... Our, our, <laughs> Our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash MuggleCast, and our fan Tumblr, which is MuggleCast.tumblr.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening. It's been another great show. I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Mike Tannenbaum. And I'm Matt Britton. And we'll see you next time for episode 232. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs>